Welcome to the Case for Safety podcast. Our conversations with safety experts aim to share ideas and insights you can use to help your organization benefit from efforts to improve worker safety and health. I'm your host, Scott Fowler. One of the most crucial elements of an effective fall protection program is training. Workers must be properly trained on how to operate safely when working at height to protect themselves and their coworkers. Joining me today to discuss how to develop an effective fall protection training program is Adam Rubin. Adam is a certified safety professional and corporate safety director at Zachary Group. He's also a member of the ANSI ASSP Z359 Committee for Fall Protection and Fall Restraint. Adam, welcome. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Great to have you. Thank you for being here. Now, of course, training is is such an important element of any aspect of occupational safety and health across across all industries. But uh, when it comes to, to fall protection specifically, why is training so important to developing an effective fall protection program? You know, I like to say that, um, you know, you practice like you play. And um, I think in this in this uh, arena with fall protection, you know, we're, we're playing for keeps and it, it's a life and death situation. And so training is an ex- you know, especially crucial part of that, um, you know, when we have, uh, it, it's not just uh, a check the box exercise, um, like you see in, in maybe some, some other aspects of our, you know, of, of the business. And so, uh, there, there's nothing more crucial or quintessential to, uh, to a great fall protection program than having a great training program that supports it. Absolutely. Now, d- diving a little deeper into if, for those who maybe looking to, you know, just develop their own fall protection training program or looking to improve the program they have, what, what to you are the most important elements of fall protection training? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I think that, um, you know, the standard sort of, um, uh, you know, this is what a harness looks like. This is what a lanyard looks like. Um, here's some pictures of them. I, I think that's in a classroom setting. That's, that's okay. And, um, will will fit the bill but i think the um the the next level right is experiential training and um in order to have a good fall protection program it is my my belief that you have to have you know a safe environment for people to make mistakes and so like a fall protection simulator where you would run you know your employees through all of the different components utilizing all the different fall, fall protection equipment that may be needed on that specific project i think that uh that that is um, that's a game changing type of exercise and um, really really well worth it. As you touched on, uh, just touched on there a, a little bit. You know, there's there's a lot of different methods and techniques for training workers on staying safe while working at height. A lot of different pieces of equipment and different situations they might encounter. So, what have you found to be the best methods for training workers on staying safe while working at height? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think you gotta have you gotta put you gotta put them in the scenarios that they're gonna be in out in the field. I mean, this is about educating employees to make the best possible decisions with the best equipment that you provide. And so, providing the equipment is one thing; showing them how to use it in the environment is the is the next. And so, <clears throat> you want them to do it over and over again, so that when it comes down to it in the field that they know what decision to make and they'll make that right decision every time. You mentioned going through a training simulator with workers. I wonder if you could talk me through that a little bit. What's involved with that and what experience that provides for workers? 
Sure. So um, in, in our environment, we set up a, a fall protection simulator that encompasses all of the different fall protection equipment and situations that you might be in um, on our job sites. And so what that would look like is you'd start off with a scaffold. An employee would have to um, connect a SRL that's mounted on the ladder to their D-ring extender or their back middle D-ring. They would traverse up the ladder get inside the swing gate, tie off in the scaffold, then uh, disconnect from their their back D-ring, make it across the scaffold, remaining 100% tied off throughout the whole time through the simulator, traverse down the scaffold onto a beam. Um, using a lanyard extension on the beam, they would um, coon the beam uh, to the other side in which they would then tie off to a horizontal lifeline, scale another beam uh, with a horizontal lifeline, and um, using a beam trolley. So that's kind of our most uh, prevalent um, example of a fall protection simulator that we would use because um, it, it most fits our work, but uh, there could be modifications you know, made for different types of work. But the most important thing is that you allow, that is the time for employees to make mistakes. And that is you know, the time for people that don't know how to stay 100% tie off to make an error um, it's not, it's not in the field when they're on their tools and, and working and so on and so forth. And then you, you have a, a bad result. Right. So it sounds like that, that simulator really gives you the opportunity, you know, to tailor the training experience to certain situations that, that workers face. And I'm sure that that's a big part of this too, is with, with training, could that even be like kind of on a project by project basis, workers are going to be facing different hazards on different types of projects. So you want to make sure you tailor that training to the hazards they're going to face on that particular job. A hundred percent. And I, and you know, repetition is key as well. And so our employees, not only do they go through it before they're allowed to get a harness and go, go to work, right. As a part of their initial orientation, but they go through it once a quarter. So four times a year after that, while they're still working on that job. Okay. When it comes to the trainers themselves, and you've touched uh, on this earlier with the repetition and the things like that, but what advice would you give, you know, safety professionals and trainers to ensure that training sticks with workers after the training is over? Yeah. I mean, I think repetition is key, but uh, I also think you got to make it fun and you got to make it meaningful. I mean, understanding that, you know, there's no band-aids in fall protection typically, right? It's typically you're talking about people's lives at stake. And so that normally gets people's attention and, 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 and you got to make it, you got to make it meaningful. You got to make it count and it's serious. And so I think, you know, if you do, if you conduct training and you're joking around and having a good time and, you know, playing around while you're doing it, um, it set, it, it, it weakens the message. So I think one, you got to be serious about your message. You can still have fun while not taking the seriousness out of it. And you got to be repetitive. Um, you know, uh, the old days of, I mean, it's still, uh, it's accountability is crucial as well, but, um, you really want your employees doing the right things because it's the right thing to do. Not, not because they're going to get fired over it. So the old threatening somebody's job over it, yeah, accountability is still a real thing and it matters. But but if if you just 
have people doing those things because they're scared or jo- you know job scared or frightened, you're not going to get what you ultimately want anyways. So, so it's really, re- you know, the training is everything. That's a, that's a great point. I'm, I'm curious as far as kind of the, the process of the training itself, I'm curious, can, is it kind of, you start, I was like, okay, here's how you're, you're putting on your harness. And then here's how you're getting up to the top of the building. And then the, here's how you're, is it, do you kind of take it that, that step-by-step with the, the different aspects of, of the equipment and the different working environments as you're kind of working through uh, the process through, with, with workers? Absolutely. Uh, so the part that we start at is um, we, we start with, uh, sizing and and fitting the harness, you know, to your body, which um, which is a crucial point. You know, some people just say, "Here's a harness, put it on," and if that harness isn't adjusted properly to your your body, and all of our bodies comes in different shapes and sizes, then then that that harness is not hitting you at the right spots, and so um, you you will not be protected as well as you could be during a fall. So we start with harness fitment. And we start we start there and we go all the way from, hey, this is what a lanyard is. This is what a lanyard extension is. This is how you utilize it. This is a scaffold. I mean, very elementary all the way through. And no matter how much experience people have, I think it always helps to sort of take them back to basics. Um, when, when, you can, when you can take somebody back to the basics and the fundamentals, uh, it reminds them of some other things maybe they haven't been doing. And, um, and so it's just going to help them in the long run. Absolutely. Something you mentioned earlier, I thought was a really great, but when you talk about uh, workers being in an environment where they're allowed to make mistakes, I feel like that's a really good learning opportunity to, you know, to your point in a, in a safe environment to see what can happen if you're, if, you know, you're not, operating properly or doing the things you're supposed to do. Do you find that really sticks with workers that they're allowed to see, you know, to some extent what can happen when, when things go wrong and then that, that, that really registers with them like, okay, now I know what not to do. Yeah. I mean, I think just like in all things, uh, you know, learning what not to do might be just as important as learning what to do. So being able to have an environment that's live and experiential where you can make mistakes, um, that's that's just going to make that employee that much better when they're out in the field making the right decisions. Absolutely. Um, okay. Uh, any anything else you'd like to add about uh, developing uh, an effective fall protection training uh, program as we as we wrap up? No, I think um, I think that covers it. I think um, if you if if you haven't heard anything else I've said today, uh, the most important thing is if you don't have an experiential learning program, a simulator or something like that, that that's probably the next game changer you, you, you need to go to. That's 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 the real money maker in all of this. OK, great. Well, uh, thank you so much again for coming on. Adam. I hope uh, listeners take our conversation today and think uh, about how they can use it to improve and enhance their uh, fall protection training program. So thank you again. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me so much. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Case for Safety podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also connect with us at ASSP.org and follow us on Twitter at ASSP Safety. We'll see you next time.